This is Ozarks at Large. It is 2022, an election year, and some of the biggest news of last week was connected to 2020, the last big election year. The Republican National Committee last week chastised two GOP members of Congress for participating in an investigation into the January 6th insurrection. This week, Roby Brock, with our partner Talk Business and Politics, discusses that action with John Brummett, a political columnist with the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Roby began the conversation. Let's begin with the RNC Republican National Committee resolution that has garnered so much uh, headline and buzz over the last uh, couple of days, censuring representatives Liz Cheney and Adam uh, Kinzinger. It's non-binding. It's a partisan political document. It has hyper-partisan language in it. I would expect nothing less. Are we overreacting to this document? Oh, I don't think so. Uh, although, uh, as I explained, you have to have full context on this. Uh, it apparently is so that some members of the RNC were so tone deaf that they thought the wording of that uh, resolution merely meant that they were objecting to what they see as overreach, objectionable uh, tactics by the by the investigating committee on what they see as a partisan basis. I think that's that some legitimately thought that. Some now are saying that after the fact. But they're responsible for what they put out. They're responsible for what they vote on. And what they vote on did not differentiate in that way. What they voted on made an open-ended statement that left the very clear impression, in fact, said uh, that uh, the, the said in effect that the entirety of events of January 6th amounted to legitimate political discourse. Somebody in a serious uh, uh, political uh, organization would read that and if concerned about the implications of it, propose to amend that sentence to narrow the focus of what we're objecting about, but they didn't, leading me to suspect that they wanted to have it both ways. They wanted to feed the kook rights in their cage over here some red meat. Then they wanted to say for themselves, I didn't mean all of that. Well, it blew up on them and it blew up on them as it as it should. Uh, and even if they're even if they're only refer, of referring to tactics, you've got to, there, some were some were citing that the Arizona Republican chairman is a doctor and this doctor's uh, uh, phone records have been uh, have been subpoenaed, and patients uh, uh, would be uh, privacy would be uh, violated. Well. Uh, say that. But here's the reason the Arizona uh, Republican chairman is involved. She and a set of slate of Republican electors presumed to submit uh, to the Electoral College returns from Arizona, making Trump the winner, though he lost. That's not legitimate political discourse either. It's not beating an officer with a flagpole or breaking windows in the Capitol, but I'm hard pressed to call that legitimate political discourse. So no, no. I do not think we're overacting at all. I think the bigger picture is this entire threat posed by the Republicans' continued devotion to Donald Trump, who continues to advance the un-American, undemocratic nonsense that he was cheated out of the uh, out of the out of the presidency. So, you asked, and I answered. This I right. think holds into this RNC resolution and in terms of a bigger picture, the uh, the committee that is at the center of this debate uh, revealed some memos this past week that show a very orchestrated plan 
to substitute these uh, electors in certain states, to commandeer these voting machines by some federal government agency. Um, at the end of the day, I mean, that's some pretty hefty evidence of, uh, I mean, you, you have to read it and believe it because it's not made up. But but we are in this day and age where the the chaos that gets created on a daily basis to make you not believe what you are reading with your own eyes or hearing with your own ears. And again, this RNC censure resolution is just like that. We said one thing on a piece of paper, but we're saying right. different. No, no, we say we didn't say it, but you've created this, uh, the, the, this madness. Uh, and, uh, this is this is <laughs> this is very serious business. I mean, we got a guy still claiming uh, he he won the election. You got a party not uh, largely standing uh, uh, behind him, and you got 24 people running in states to be secretaries of state who openly say Joe Biden didn't legitimately win the presidency, uh, and they and they presume to be the top election officials in some in in half our states, uh, and the, it's. No, this 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 entire matter can hardly be overreacted to, in my view. Uh, Governor Asa Hutchinson again, uh, kind of divorcing himself from the um, the the larger crowd in the Republican Party here, says this censure resolution by the RNC is wrong. It undermines respect for our rule of law and divides our party unnecessarily. I am grateful for those courageous dissenters in the RNC vote. Um, you're not surprised by Governor Hutchinson's reaction to this, but he put that out pretty much unprompted. Well, actually, uh, I prompted him, uh, but and I was a little surprised. I'm sitting around Saturday morning, and I read the, this large, uh, this thorough piece uh, starting on the front page of the Democrat Gazette about this episode. And I saw that uh, uh, my pals over at the Arkansas Times blog were saying, who in Arkansas, any Republicans in Arkansas willing to stand up to this? And I thought, well, I got the governor's contact information here. Sometimes I bother him on weekends. I assume he has nothing to do on weekends with questions. Uh, so I, I sent him a, a question in the context of my Tuesday uh, column. Uh, and it was uh, the RNC resolution, what say ye? That's what I said. And I thought, he's going to finesse this. He's going to say, this under uh, we shouldn't have censored uh, censured these two for for participating in this investigation but at the same time we need to be mindful of overreach in our and not being hyperpartisan in our investigative tactics that's what i would have bet he would send back to me no sir he re he sent back to me probably what you just said then i put it on the twitter then it got retweeted then everybody's got it out and he puts it out himself <clears throat> on uh sunday morning and I think he was pleased I put it out and maybe intended for me to, but I intended only to use it in my own column. But I thought when I got the statement, oh, the world needs to see this, you know, that there's a, uh, the governor of Arkansas uh, at times can be as uh, independent and admirable as I have uh, implied in columns. So that's how that happened. And uh, it's, I was, I would have been disappointed in a finesse, but I would have, uh, I would have, expected it and sort of excused it, a way to find it both ways, as so many are having to do. Uh, but he joined uh, about three or four others, Cassidy, Senators Cassidy, Romney, Murkowski, and the governor, Republican governor of Maryland, Hogan, at that point, and openly, openly lamenting uh, this uh, uh, rather serious 
uh, offense uh, affront by their own national committee. And I think uh, people of Arkansas ought to be reasonably proud of his independence uh, uh, in, in, in that national context. John Brummett is a political columnist with the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. His columns can be found at ArkansasOnline.com. He spoke with Roby Brock from our partner, Talk Business and Politics. Much more to this week's session, including conversation regarding Arkansas Attorney General Leslie Rutledge and Little Rock Mayor Frank Scott. You can find the entire discussion at TalkBusiness.net.